Everyone sees it and gets it, but they don't understand how to invest in it and how it makes money and how the business would be sustainable. And so my challenge that I'm hoping you can help me with is how to best get through going from, this is really interesting, I love it, it feels very familiar, to I wanna participate in your seed round. Welcome to the iFund Women Show. I'm your host, Karen Kahn. Let's do this. Okay, everybody, we're with a very special person because I love football, and that's the way it goes, and it's my podcast, and that's the deal. So Odessa Jenkins is changing the world, and I'm not just saying that for women because she is the founder and the CEO of the Women's National Football Conference, the WNFC. She also happens to be the president of an industry-leading software company. So she's like a quadruple threat. She's an athlete. She's starting a women's football conference, which is so needed. And as a football fan myself, I am just like all about that life. We need to have equity with all the things. Welcome, Odessa, to the show. Very happy to have you here. Let's go. I am (laughs) super happy to be here. So much respect. So I mean, this is real enthusiasm too. This isn't this isn't made up. I I I love talking to you, and of course, I love talking about equity in sports and inclusion for women. So let's get it. Let's get it. Okay, you are here for live coaching. You're an iPhone Women member. We live for you. You were an iPhone Women Entrepreneur of the Year semifinalist. You're just all the things that encompass what iPhone Women is trying to do, which is bring funding to amazing women founders with incredible ideas and groundbreaking businesses just like yours and the WNFC. Tell the people who you are. And if you could just give us your two minute elevator pitch on the business problem you're solving, what you all are doing with WNFC. Yes. So Odessa Jenkins, as I said, I am a lover of football, and I am uh, the CEO and founder of the Women's National Football Conference, the WNFC, in short form. And uh, my business is a sports league and an entertainment company that is filling the white space for women and girls in participation in American football. We are truly on a mission to help the world realize the full potential of sports through the power of football. And we believe and we know that women and girls are underserved on the field. And there is this huge gap in entertainment and sports entertainment that feeds the needs of women and girls um, in the sport, mainly on the field, but as well as off the field. So we are building entertainment for her, apparel for her, content for her, and a place for her with the WNFC. First of all, tight pitch, tight spiral, tight pitch. Love it. It's interesting. So I thought, and maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I thought you were creating a football conference, like actually with players in a stadium. That's still the idea. No, you're you're right. It's a league for sure. There are 17 teams. There are 1300 women who play under the WNFC banner. There oh my are goodness. 400 coaches who coach 
WNFC teams. We have teams from in Seattle, Washington, all the way over to Washington, D.C. But just like the NFL, the WNBA, the NBA, MLB are more than just sports league, the WNFC is more than just a conference of teams playing tackle football. We are building a brand that is changing the way people look at women in the world. And that's what the brand is all about. Got it. Okay. And how long has the WNFC been alive and playing in all these teams and all that kind of stuff? We had our initial season in 2019. The business started uh, the fourth quarter of 2018. We launched our first season in 19. Had an amazing season. Wow. That's fast. How did you do it? Like, what's the business model behind just the teams? Uh, And we'll get to the brand, but I think this is an amazing education for people who are listening, including myself, on how sports leagues and sports entertainment actually work. So I think it's incredible that you started in you started this in the fourth quarter of 2018 and you had teams playing in 2019. What did it take to do that in terms of funding? So there's a there's there's some very basic ways that most sports leagues make money. If you think about it, there's apparel there's licensing and rights, and that's things like your Tampa Bay koozie that you're probably drinking out of, or um, but <laughs> licensing merch or likeness of players and teams. Um, there's media and content, so licensing that content to content consumers, producers, stations, networks. There is ticketing and local events, um, which in most cases, most leagues, that's how the teams make their money locally. On When you go to a football, basketball, lacrosse, rugby game, um, usually the team itself is making money off of that those ticket sales merchandise. Um, then you have apparel and fan shops, and that's a great majority of how leagues make their money as well as through those media and licensing deals. So in a lot of ways, the WNFC is no different We make money off of all of those traditional revenue lines. What's unique is that we're really the first only for-profit women's tackle football entity in 80 years to ever organize ourselves to be able to go capitalize and build that way. Are there separate owners of the different cities, just like there are in the NFL? Just like there are in the NFL. Well, they're, they're not billionaires. So that's the well, only difference. Is, but fine. Uh, they're, they're not billionaires. Well, yeah, no, because we have a bunch of entrepreneurs on iFund Women who own either semi-professional leagues. So like Renee Bob owns the Nashville, Tennessee, the women's semi-pro team there uh, for hoops. And now I'm getting it. Now I'm just connecting the dots. So there are owners of the teams. And then there's the league. And you run the league. You're building the brand for the league. Is that accurate? Exactly. That's accurate. So they're the 17 individual owners own their teams. Um, they are business entities that they stand up. And then they have franchise and partnership agreements with the league. So they create a, think of it as a franchise agreement with the league, where on the league's, on the team's behalf, the league goes and generates income, revenue, and brand awareness on for that team. So together, those 17 business owners come together and they work under the banner of the WNFC. Think about it like 
local McDonald's franchisees all working towards the golden arches. Um, <laughs> and then the league is responsible for taking, taking all of that brand power, taking all of that network. It's a network. You know, if you think about the athletes, the teams and the league itself, it's a network of 8 million people. And we take that network and we, we are building a, a tremendous business from it. Okay. So what's the problem you want help with today? Well, so we are in a really cool place in the business and that we are going out next month to raise our seed round. And we're lucky enough to be generating revenue in really our second year of doing business. But the problem is that so many people love our business concept. They love a women's sports league. It's the right time for women's sports. They love that we have a six-figure apparel business. They love that we have these big, great, well-attended events. Everyone sees it and gets it, but they don't understand how to invest in it and how it makes money and how the business would be sustainable. And so... My challenge that I'm hoping you can help me with and coach me on is how to best get through going from this is really interesting, I love it, it feels very familiar, to I want to participate in your seed round. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode with OJ. I am loving talking to her. So full transparency, when we filmed this, Mercury was in Gatorade and of course all technology goes kaput. What happened in the middle? My mic went out, but the great Sophia made it all okay. So the audio quality goes down a teeny bit in this next part, but you can hear everything. So keep listening. Enjoy. Wow. It's so interesting because you already are making money. That's usually what the rub is, is if you're going in and let's just say the league just started, but when the league starts, you're making money already. So It's fascinating to me that you've had, well, it's not fascinating. I actually understand probably what's going on, but it is interesting that like you're already making money and they're like wondering how you're going to make money, which which leads me to believe that maybe, and I don't know because I'm going to ask you, you may be talking to the wrong investors. And the reason I say that is because I had the same issue when I first started pitching iFundWomen when we first went out for our seed round. And iFundWomen, much like WNFC, is a for-purpose, for-profit business. And so I was pitching a lot of people who were not interested in for-purpose at all and just wanted for profit, and they were just not the right people. And so I'm wondering if this at all rings true for you, or do you think that you've been pitching like the exact right people, they're just still skeptical. Yeah, I, you know, now that you say that, the types of people that I've been pitching are the ones that, first of all, I have access to, because I think that's a exactly. big deal, is you, you, you start with who you know, and because I have a pretty prominent uh, network in technology, I've been pitching to those who fund technology businesses. And, yes, exactly. And so, uh, like looking at that kind of persona of investor, they have a lot of different requirements. And, and frankly, they don't always understand this kind of business, not just because it's a for-purpose business, but just because it's different than, than software. Yes, <laughs> so, absolutely. 
so yeah, you know, the more you talk about it, I'm, I'm the, the people that have had, that I've had conversations with early on have all really had different kind of expertise, but none in the way of sports entertainment. It's so, usually someone who's just interested in sports. Yeah. You are president of a software company and like, you have an amazing network. People are obviously going to want to fund you or they, they, they're like, oh, OJ has an idea. She has a new business. Like, I want to get in on this, which is great. But consider those people practice people. And I w literally went through the same thing. I had a great network. People were like, oh, I want to hear your pitch. And, and people want to fund women entrepreneurs, but like they just weren't the right investors. They didn't understand why women needed their own funding platform. Even when I showed them the data, and I'm sure you can relate to this. I feel like I'm talking to me when I was starting our seed round. I was pitching them and they didn't get why women needed their own thing. They didn't understand that there was an even like a funding gap problem. Even though I showed them all this data, they still kind of were like, whatever. I think we just nailed a major thing. And it, it occurred to me, actually. So I was watching a Bloomberg video just online recently about LA's pro soccer team, Angel City. Mm -hmm. And they did an interview with Julie Ehrman, who was one of the co-founders and CEO. And she was saying how her go to funding market strategy was to find people who were smart enough and savvy enough that they were investors. And they also deeply cared about the mission and who wanted to make a return. So her lead investor is Alexis Ohanian, and his daughter, Alexis Olympia Ohanian, which I think is hilarious that they that have the baby on the cap table. I love it. It's a little black girl on the cap table. I'm like, yes, yes. Alexis, yeah. Natalie Portman's fund, America Ferreira, Jessica Chastain, Uzo Aduba, Eva Longoria, Jennifer Garner. So like, yes, LA, total celebs, all that stuff. And Julie Ehrman has been in the entertainment business and sports entertainment for a long time out in LA. So she has that network. Mm-hmm. But it just got me thinking about who in football, especially women in football, might be amazing people to go to, like Sarah Thomas, mm -hmm. like Aaron Andrews, like Tracy Wolfson, who's mm -hmm. another NFL sportscaster. So I feel like you need to start getting a list together of people, not just women, people who love football, people yeah. who have money and maybe you're doing investing and see if you can start making those connections. And it doesn't have to be these big celebrities. Like most of the people don't even know who Sarah Thomas is. I just mentioned her. Right. She's the first female referee in the NFL. Sarah is a beast and a pioneer. She's amazing. And you're, you're, you're so right that those people, the first thing that they need to do is to understand the business. The second thing is that they have to do is identify with the mission of the business. And that I get, you know, like identifying with the mission for sure. But it's getting to, like you said, finding someone who's ready to invest, able to invest um, and understands the business at the, at the same time. And then there's obviously the men in football who are dads. And so I think it's like, you've got to find football lovers and people who want the world to be better for women in general. And that's your target investor list, period. End of I story. Yeah, I love that. I know the investors are out there. I know the money's out there. I talked about comps, some things that are happening in the market right now that just every time they happen, it blows my mind. I want to rush my seed rounds. I'm like, 
I know that if there's a group that just put, you know, I think 40 million into the semi-pro um, women's hockey league. Oh, I bet. I bet my friend Erica Nardini, who is the CEO of Barstool Sports, probably did that. She's yeah. a hockey freak. I was going to say like Barstool Sports is run by a woman. They could be an interesting strategic investor. Yeah. I mean, it was on an interesting trajectory like us, right? In that the hockey has multiple leagues. There's players all over. They've been playing organized for a long time and got some significant funding. And they're now able to pay players and provide health insurance and do all these things. But there's also this constant um, bridge of funding that is provided to men's semi-pro leagues. There's mm. been... There's been a half a billion dollars. And I, said that I mean, before. I want to throw up when I hear that. Half a billion with a B. In the last 10 years, in the last decade, every year there's a new tranche of $100 million that gets poured into a men's spring league. Plays same time we do. Very similar production. Players are all working. Players like ours are. And there isn't much different other than the fact that we are more established with sponsors and we don't take seasons off and we play all our games and all of these things that uh, look different, that, that make us look more healthy. Yet, you know, the USFL is on another round of funding and, and, and just got 20 million. And so it's odd to me, but you're right. It, it, it could just be that I'm not talking to the right people or frankly, I don't know how to get to the right people. And that's fair. And look, I mean, I get my panties in a bunch every time I see some like mediocre white man fintech with no customers and like a janky MVP raise $20 million. Oh, yeah. So it's like the moral equivalent of what you just said about the men's spring league. Maybe it's because, you know, there may be a time where someone will be brought up to the NFL. Even that, I feel like you got to block that noise out actually. Yeah. It was only when I started to block to be candid, like the anger of all these subpar with nothing, getting all these huge checks. And we had hundreds of thousands of members and it's still hard for us to raise capital. Once I sort of let go of that, I'll be candidates anger. Like it makes me very angry. I'm not trying to like project onto you. No. Maybe you're super Zen and it doesn't piss you off. I'm pretty Zen, but it doesn't piss me off. I I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty optimistic person. I think as long as there are comparables happening in the market, it means the money's flowing. And frankly, I am, I'm a really confident person. I believe that this is going to happen for us. I would even say as much as this would make me like kind of throw up in my mouth a little bit. Bob Kraft, does he have daughters? I don't even know. I feel like I only see boys ever in the box. But if he has daughters <laughs> no. or any of these owners, if they have daughters or the Dallas Cowboys... Well, so the uh, Mrs. Jones, uh, Jeannie, the the uh, the wife, and then there's a, Jerry has a daughter. Um, yeah, they're absolutely powerhouse women in the Jones family that are driving yes. Cowboys, and we're based here in Dallas for so the business. Oh my God! Yes, but I guess the, you know coaching is like people say stuff this like this to me a lot. Like, why don't you just go talk to Jerry? It's like you know how hard it is to get. Who's making that introduction? Like, I think it's like literally how do you get to these people that if they sat in the room with me for five minutes, it'd be deal done. That is a great question. So 
I have cold emailed people before and gotten no mm -hmm. response. And I've cold emailed people before and gotten a response. You need to start putting out in the world the people that you want to meet, the Jerry Jones, the Mrs. Jones of the world. Have a long list and you just need to start networking your little tush off, seriously. Because I hate to say it, like off the top of my head, I did know someone who was buddies with Mr. Jones. We are not friends anymore, which is a bummer because I could have hooked you up. But you never know. I want to meet Charlotte. I, I, I think Charlotte Jones is, it's so funny. She, everything she speaks about is what the WNFC is about. Advancing women and girls in the game. Is she it? online at all? Is she on Instagram? Is she, I need you never look. know. Slide into her DMs. You never know. So you've got the sportscasters like Aaron Andrews, Tracy Wolfson, who are women who make a ton of money. They're on national television doing the biggest games. There are the women who are working at the league in the C-suite or with the teams. On the teams, yeah. Or on the field. Yeah. And you've got the owners and the women in the owners' lives. And by the way, I bet the owners themselves are probably like great people who want to see women get ahead. Truly, I genuinely think that you're right. You should feel positive. And I'm glad this conversation is evolving past. I see all these other things getting money. And I know that you're positive about it, but it like makes me mad. So I'm just going to like move on and not project on you. And I'm glad it's evolved to like, okay, there are so many people out there. We just need to get you to them. So this is going to be an exercise moving forward in network mapping. So your homework, my friend, okay. is we solved the original problem that you came here with like very quickly. I'm pitching to all these people. Everyone thinks it's great. No one's writing me a check. And it turns out you're pitching to the wrong investors, which I did the exact same thing at the early days of my seed round. So it's so common, period. Mm -hmm. So now your homework is to go and make an exhaustive list on a Google doc. And that's going to be your network map of all of the men and women in the NFL and just start to get the word out. They will love this. There's nothing not to love. And you're already making money. Once you get in front of these people, it's gonna be close, close, close. It's gonna be no issue. That's the plan. In sort of getting to the end of the coaching session, the network mapping is so critical to any fundraise, whether you're crowdfunding, whether you're raising a seed round. And I don't know if you have the iPhone Women Method playbook, my friend, but I used it not only for our crowdfund, but I used it for our seed round. And the network map was critical because it just becomes your sales call tracker. And you also have space for putting like, who could possibly connect you to this person? Whether you're like LinkedIn sleuthing around or Instagram sleuthing around or Facebook or however you can find friends of friends of friends of these people, it's literally mapping to those people and making the ask. I mean, I know that you're not afraid to make the ask. Not even close. Yeah, no, I'm ready to make the ask. <laughs> That's for sure. Fantastic. Yes. And now that you say it, like that list of people that I know who have not just aren't just in football, but have shown an interest and used their brand to propel women and girls in football are the kind of, it uh, should be on my list. Yeah. So do you feel like you have your deck ready and all your, you know, materials ready to, to rock and roll? 
Oh yeah, you know, I stay ready with that. I got started with iFundWomen early. And so I was able to really get some coaching about what things I needed to have in place to take on funding, even taking on some of the grants early on that um, we were awarded through through our uh, crowdfunder through iFundWomen. And then going through the pitch con competition for iFundWomen Entrepreneur of the Year, I really had to get my stuff together the coaching, got my financial documents together. I have an awesome pitch deck. Uh, and so I'm ready. You know, when it's time to, to write the check, it'll all be clean. Love it. Good. Because a lot of that stuff, I mean, truly, there's so many entrepreneurs that go out and start raising their round and they don't have their docs together. But you've got to be you've got to have that already because Billie Jean King could be a yes. Let's just say she may be a yes. And then she's like, okay, send me a term sheet. You got to be able to turn that around. And you have to be an entity that can accept investments. You know, so you've got your legal button up. You've got all that. That's amazing. You've yes. got your pitch honed. You've got your deck on point. All you need to do is network map and get that lead list ready and start making the asks to anyone and everyone that you know or that you can network through or, again, use LinkedIn, especially for the executives I would also look at, oh, I would look at who runs Super Bowl ads. So like Intuit is always running Super Bowl ads. Who's yeah. the CMO there? Who's even like on the marketing team? I'm trying to think of anybody tangentially excited about football. Yeah, There let's... are a lot of brands that are excited about it. So there's the one part is the, the seed round and the capital raise. The other part is a huge part of our business is sponsorships. Yeah. Um, sponsorships of our our media content and our events. So our big national championship game. I'm always, always stalking CMOs, talking, you know, sending out my pitch to them for brand sponsorships for the league and for the women. Like we we fit smack dab with everyone is saying, at least publicly, about the kind of entities they want to sponsor and partnership with. So there's there's organizations like Dick Sporting Goods, which it is the ultimate partner for the WNFC. So I'm working my tail off to get, get in, just get in front of them. Cause I think once they hear what we are and know what we're about, like it's an easy sponsorship opportunity for them. I so, think that's right. But I think also when if you're talking about sponsors, look more broadly, like for example, Johnny Walker, their sister whiskey, Jane Walker is one of our bigger sponsors because they support women. So I, I mean, CPG brands, it doesn't have to be just sports brands. It could be anybody that's supporting women. Go to Dove, go to Caress. Yeah. Literally any CPG brand that cares about women is going to be caring about you. That's what we found with iPhone Women, for sure. It's just like you said, the other thing that I think you're bringing up, and that's a really good coaching point, is as we go to brands, you know, because we got this great brand asset, um, because not only are we women, but we're... We're 65% women of color, BIPOC women, um, and black athletic women to be, be exact. And that demographic of being healthy women of color is like a message that a, a lot of other brand assets don't know how to share and show. And we can show it. We show it with audio, video, visual, and with our gameplay. Dude, so, yes, to that. You made a really Period. And lean into... Black American women out there being healthy, promoting other girls in sports, all the yeah. good things. Yeah. You, I mean, I'm sure you know how many brands are focusing on women of color, specifically 
either Black women or Hispanic Latinx women in the U.S. I am trying separate to targets. Oh, let's get it. Well, and I think also body image positivity. The one yes. thing that's super interesting about football is that in order to be a good football team, you need a 300 pound woman. You need a 140 pound woman. You need a tall woman. You need a short woman. You need all body types. If you, mm. if you ever look at a football team, a men's football team, a kid's football team, a women's football team, they're all the same. It takes different body types, shapes, sizes, weights. And what a campaign. That's yeah. so, I'm, I'm literally campaign. envisioning Right. I'm envisioning your players in regular women's clothing. Yes. And then I'm envisioning all of a sudden that visual just transforms into them all in uniform. Yes. And I think that would be so easy to do. And also like a very interesting visual for your pitch deck to brands. These are regular everyday American women, all different yes. shapes and sizes living their healthy sports life. And then all of a sudden they're all in their uniforms and it's the Ooh, same pose. I love, I love that too. So the brand game you got down and like, it's just about getting you connected to the right brands, but just roping it back around to the investor piece, which is, you know, obviously raising venture capital. It's not easy. It, you will do it and it absolutely can be done. And it takes always takes longer than people think for the, just because people are so inundated with requests that it's, that it just takes longer to get meetings. But the good thing about this new world of everything through the zoom is if you can get a meeting, it's not like you have to fly yourself all over the country. I mean, IRL is amazing and you could probably raise this round. You're in Dallas. I did not realize that you could raise this round in Dallas. We raised our entire seed round in New York city. We wow. didn't go anywhere. Yes. We actually had an event. Ooh, maybe you might want to do this. Okay, this is the idea I'm going to leave you with, my friend. Okay, I'm ready. All right, so things are op things are relatively open down there in Texas, yeah? Um, capital, yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. Oh, my gosh. This is what you're doing. All right, so we invented this thing called the Off-Road Show at Women, and this is how we got our seed round done. So... First of all, we knew that there was plenty of money in New York City and we did not have to drag our little heinies all over creation to raise this money. So we focused on funds and angels in New York. We made a long list and we created an event. We had it at Luminary, uh, which is a co-working space that funded on iFund Women. So we were like, we're going to give them this whole experience. So maybe for you, you might want to do it in a football field or in a stadium if you can get access to a great stadium. Mm -hmm. So you want to give people an experience and maybe you can have the players there and the whole thing. So what we did was we had a breakfast and a lunch. These people are very busy. The whole thing was 90 minutes from start to finish. And it was a lather, rinse, repeat. We invited 20 investors only per event and it was in the same day so 20 investors for breakfast 20 investors for lunch and we were all in a boardroom in a space that we had funded through our platform the founders did the pitch we flew in customers from different business sectors and different parts of the country to talk about why they chose iFund women at that point we were only doing crowdfunding and coaching so like over kickstarter or indiegogo or whatever and you know why it was important to to support this 
mission. And when you're hearing from Alex West Diamond from the Coven or Lindsay Murphy, she's out of Portland from uh, the Fab Lab with Crazy Aunt Lindsay. She's a, yep. she's a yep. science nerd. Yeah. So when you're hearing from these amazing, brilliant women who are our customers and we had our whole team there. So we were, all, it was a real community activity. And then you had all these rich ladies and their funds looking around the table. It was like a who's who. We made it exclusive and people were like, oh, Sally Krawcheck's here. Oh, so-and-so's here. I want to be on the cap table with them. It became a whole thing. We got our round done then and there, done and done. And, and listen, it took a lot of planning. That sounds very easy. It wasn't. I hired a coach to help me do it because, by the way, I wouldn't have had this amazing idea. It was Annie Evans, who now runs a VC coaching business. She will raise your round for you. I met with her. I, I bought a session on her. Um, oh, her yay. Thing, and her and I met. Uh, so she gave me some, some really good ideas. I'm collecting all of this information to good out of the park. Okay, good. I mean, at the end of the day, we had to have the great business and we had to sell it. But the event, the IRL event, the community aspect of it, and to bring people together in, your, in Dallas who all love football, men and women alike, who can write a check, you're going to get your round done. Hmm. I love that idea. Me too. That's brilliant. All you need is to get, like people invest in herds, literally. It's yeah. a herd mentality. Yeah. So you're going to have to come up with like five real big muckety mucks down in Dallas. Mrs. Jones is obviously one of them. Charlotte. We have every major sport represented in, in our city. Every one of them. WNBA, National Women's Soccer League, hockey, baseball, basketball. I mean, there are power, power players, both in sport and in industry here. Not just Dallas, but Texas, it, even, it gets even wilder with what's going on in Austin right now. The beauty of doing a hyper-local event, and at least starting in Dallas, yeah. is you could be done and done in Dallas. But like if you get, let's say you get a million out of the two mm -hmm. in Dallas, mm -hmm. you lather, rinse, repeat that in Austin. I love right? that. Yeah. yeah. I love it too. And, and those people also become your megaphones. They absolutely, so like our investors who came in from that seed round are mm -hmm. our absolute megaphones. They're sending us business. They're introducing us to brands. They're, you know, helping us raise our next round, all the things. Let so, this, yeah. This interesting, the fact that you brought this up. So events are what we do. Right? It's, a, it's a huge part of our business. Uh, and we are having the ultimate epic women in football event in our national championship June 25th. It's our it's the best display of our product that you could ever see. Would it make sense to hold the round and do this kind of event that weekend where literally these investors could see thousands and thousands of people who showed up for the product? I think that the stress of making sure that the original event goes off without a hitch yep. and the investors being there might be a lot, but I don't know. Like I'm thinking about me and that would make me nervous, but that doesn't mean it has to make you nervous. I think it's something, it's a great idea. It's something to think about. If you do a separate event that is, that you can orchestrate, that you will orchestrate. I mean, believe me, we had practices upon practices with our customers that came in. It was a show. And so that in and of itself was like the focus. And we had our one goal 
for that event, which was mm -hmm. get people to write checks. So I sort of worry a little bit about, because you have this big event and that event is for brands and sponsors and fans and all that stuff. And you want to make sure that's amazing and put all your energy and your spirit into that. And if you're also worrying about people writing checks at the same time, that's something for you and your people to, to think through. I'm sure my team would is stressing out just hearing me say that. <laughs> Like, they're going to, when they hear this, they're going to be like, what? Um, yeah, they're going to but it's But it's a good thought. And I listen, you are all about optimizing everything. Like, that's yeah. why you run a software business. Like, you are yeah. an optimizer. So yeah. I can see why that would come into your, into your head. But I truly think you need to make this so special for investors and have your best spokespeople talk about how this league is life-changing, not only for them, but for, for all girls that get to witness it, regardless of if they love football or they just think it's super cool, whatever it is, it's so far beyond football, what you're doing, mm -hmm. right? But you mm -hmm. do need to get the football freaks excited about it. And I'm raising my hand as one of them, by the way. Oh, that's mm -hmm. awesome. I love that. Thank you. This like, that gets me amped. I'm, now I got a damn football. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so funny. I'm sitting here spinning the football. I'm like, oh my God, I hope my mic isn't picking this up. So listen, why don't we do another one of these? So your homework is network map, my friend, and take your time. Like this is something that may take you a couple of weeks to really spend time and sleuth all over the, the interwebs for the big names in sport, in industry, in entertainment, in Dallas, who you can get connected to and get excited about being sort of like one of the raison d'etre for people to come. All right, OJ, how are we feeling? Feeling good, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like I have a clear plan of action. My network map, getting to the right investors is, is critical. I feel like my business is is better as a result of having this conversation. But, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm an intentional, very intentional person, and this helps me be even more intentional. I want people to, to think that the crazy is is possible and that it becomes crazy no more. And so it's important to me that when I go out for this round that I get it because uh, there are a lot of people watching me who um, who never believe that we'd even be at this point. So it's bigger than it's bigger than me, Karen. I know it is. I know it is. And you've just given me head to toe chills. I know it is. You are not crazy. You are definitely getting this round done. I am with you on this journey. Me and my little sad football sitting on my lap. I can, I can hear you taking notes. You're so diligent. So listen, go out, throw that touchdown pass and just spike that ball. Do your, do your dance. What dance do you, what dance will you do when you close your round the money dance <laughs> i'm gonna probably i'm gonna probably hit the money dance and uh and 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 i probably will do a little run, running man just for the people you know <laughs> thank uh, you i was like please say the running man thank yeah, you give him a little running man ah uh, uh, it's my favorite it's the only one i know how to do to be <laughs> honest but yes all right to the running man Yes. Let's get it. All right, people. This is OJ Odessa Jenkins, founder of the Women's National Football Conference.
look out world here she comes thank you for being here oj love you girl love you let's go